To the question, why would a top college want me? Listen up, Buttercup, because I've got some answers you're going to want to hear. Now, before I get into this week's episode, I want to make an exciting announcement. Now, for five months, we've been creating college admissions content for our more than 600 schools in Missouri, Texas, and Illinois through our Beyond the Tassel podcast. We've shared these discussions with thousands of students and their families, and we look forward to sharing many more in this coming year. But this month, we launch a new phase of Beyond the Tassel, the local Beyond the Tassel magazine. Our first localized edition will be in Effingham, Illinois. Effingham County is home to around 35,000 people, and they are served by five public high schools and one parochial high school. We'll be using the Beyond the Tassel magazine to tell the post-secondary intention stories of these local students in print and online, and to inspire younger students of the possibilities ahead for them. We'll also speak with interesting alumni and share their stories to show where their journeys took them. So be on the lookout for new editions of the Beyond the Tassel magazine, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Oh, and by the way, learn more about Journey 12 at journey12.com. That's journey12.com. As I talk to students and their parents from around the country living in rural communities, I'm always impressed with the commitment to hard work and a willingness to make the most of resources. But there is this tendency, I call it not good enoughism, that rears its head far too often. I see kids choosing not even to apply to certain top schools because of this notion that somehow they're not sufficiently accomplished academically or that their ACT scores aren't high enough or that they couldn't afford it anyway, even if by some miracle of miracles they could get in. Now, the truth as to how admissions officers with top schools make their decisions is actually kind of surprising and not nearly as straight line as you'd think. Now, I'd like to tell you a little bit more about it. So somebody once told me that the main thing about the main thing is that you've got to keep it the main thing. And in the case of college choice, your application and all the stuff you're going to do in order to make a solid dent on the door of your dream school is to keep fit at the forefront of everything you do. We've talked about this before in several other episodes, but Basically, fit is finding fit, all right? You don't want to put a square peg into a round hole. So if you know you're somebody who checks out at the very first thought of doing super challenging math, well, you may not find great fit at a place like Caltech or MIT. If you don't love to write, then maybe you'd better steer clear of the University of Iowa's top-rated creative writing program. But within your range of interests, there is very likely a broad range of schools that will fit the bill and fit it well. But there are also a few schools in this range that are almost certainly better than most within this range. And that's what I want to talk with you about today. Answering that question we opened with, why would a top college want me? Because, believe it or not, there are more ways to answer that question than you probably know. Let's start with a thing that, statistically speaking, hardly any applicants to top schools can claim, and that is a rural heritage. 
That's true. If you attend a rural school, and by that I mean one that in 2020 isn't part of one of the 384 U.S. metropolitan areas as considered by the U.S. Census Bureau, you are part of this rural school statistic. And it is vastly underrepresented at top colleges. The thing is, every metropolitan area in the United States has a number of suburbs. The names with which you might be most familiar include places like Naperville, Aurora, Evanston, and Wilmette in the Chicago metropolitan area. Or, in the St. Louis area, names like Clayton, Kirkwood, Ladue, and Chesterfield may come to mind. The high schools in all of these suburban areas will boast of an average ACT score in the range of 27 to 30, with nearby private schools coming in at 30 to 33. Now you contrast this with the typical ACT scores from rural areas like ours, and you're likely to see the averages in the 23 to 25 range. I've got two words for that disparity. So what? Here's what you've got that applicants from Clayton or Naperville almost certainly do not have. Experience riding a four-wheeler. Having friends who bow hunt. A childhood that at some point probably included Main Street parades. And the strategic placement of toilet paper in your best friend's trees in front of his house. Now you took these things for granted. Maybe you even thought all of this placed you on a less appealing rung on the ladder of stuff that matters. But trust me, it didn't. It made you into who you are. And who you are is every bit as valuable, as interesting, and as well-prepared for life as the kid in Naperville, who's never worn a pair of work boots or has not a single stitch of camo hanging in his closet, but who mastered the violin at age 7, ice hockey by 10, and who goes to a private Mandarin tutor once a week. And top colleges see this. They see this difference in you, and they value it. The trouble is, they have limited recruitment budgets, and they can't put as much effort into visiting every small town in America, where maybe they'll find one or two applicants out of every five schools they visit, as they can into the metro areas where one good night in a ballroom or a local of a local hotel might yield 50 new applicants. Of course, in this COVID era, it's a bit different, and virtually every school in the United States is making virtual Zoom visits possible. But are those kids making the most of the opportunity? That's the real question. Now, I love the rural storyline. I come from a rural area. I grew up in deep southern Illinois. I went to a uh, fairly typically sized high school with about 500 students. A number of the schools in our area were a bit smaller, a few were a bit larger. But I do, I love the rural storyline, especially as it applies to the application to top schools. But so many of the kids I speak with don't even consider the option of applying to the Vanderbilts or the Northwesterns or the Yales. And yet, the option is actually wide open for them. In a way, it really isn't for suburban kids. Don't get me wrong, far more suburban kids make it into those schools than do the kids from rural schools. But it isn't because they're better candidates. It's because far more of them apply. And as we've already discussed, are much easier to market to as a group. Fact is, getting a top ACT score is increasingly less important than it once was. But even if we assume it's still the key, it isn't, <laughs> I can virtually guarantee you 
that you can move that number much further north than you'd ever imagined with a few techniques that we can show you. Let's set that aside for a moment and talk further about what admissions officers actually look for. They want kids who have a passion and are really committed to it. They want kids who can add something to their class profile that will add something special to that class. Now imagine for a moment that you're an admissions officer and you've got 2,000 freshman seats to fill. And you might look at the ACT scores, and surely you will. You'll look at the GPAs. You'll look at the impressive extracurriculars, the letters of reference from important people. And when you've narrowed your 35,000 applications down to, oh, I don't know, 1,500 or so, you're going to go back into that pile and ask yourself, who in this stack can make this class stronger in some unique way? Who can make it better than it is right now? Look, it isn't going to be another 500 suburban kids with 4.0 GPAs and 36 on their ACTs who all play the violin and have perfect letters of recommendation. They're going to want to bring something to this class that it doesn't already have. And yet, they're going to want to make sure that something is able to succeed at this level. And so things like grade point average and standardized test scores don't go completely out the window. But I'll be honest with you. They matter less than you might think, far less. If these schools wanted to fill out an entire class with perfect 36s and 4.0s, they could. But that would be a mighty boring class, one where there's little members of the same class could learn from one another. But you stick a kid in there from Harrisburg, Oakville, or Effingham, Illinois, and now you've got something unique that just maybe not every other top school will have. And that's a big advantage to that class, culturally, socioeconomically, and much more. There's a real concern among many top college admissions departments that they've failed to sufficiently put together the kind of diverse classes many would have you believe they've assembled, just based on race and ethnicity. But there's much more to it. Truth be told, there isn't nearly as much diversity as they'd like us to think there is, unless said diversity includes deeply variable socioeconomic stratification, schools are missing the bus. And by the way, political stratification as well. This is really important right now. Schools want to have greater diversity than they have, but they don't have the applicants. That's why this is such a ripe time for students from rural areas to make application to top schools, and they know it. What they don't know is where they're going to find these rural kids. Well, guess what? I know where they are, and so do you. To channel a bit of Stuart Smalley from far too many years ago, I'm going to say this. You're good enough, you're smart enough, and doggone it, people are going to like you. And by people, I mean admissions officers. Well, listen, that's it for this week. Think about finding fit, not chasing prestige, but don't overlook fantastic opportunities to attend great schools simply because you don't think you belong. You do belong. Also, please refer to our earlier episode in which I discussed the financial strategy most families completely overlook to afford these hyper-costly top schools. It is totally doable for the vast majority of rural families. Next week, I'll tackle the ACT or the SAT, which one to take and how to prepare for it. Until then, I'm Craig Williams for Beyond the Tassel. Stay safe, stay healthy, and make yours a worthwhile journey.